Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what's new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can help us feel great, lose weight, or live longer better. Well, today, we're going to take a deep dive into the mineral magnesium. We hear a lot about other minerals, but we don't hear near enough about magnesium, and it is so important. I'm going to cover the huge rate of this mineral deficiency, who's the most at risk, what supplementing can do for you, and help you choose the right form, because it can be a little daunting out there with all the different kinds and forms that are available. A little background first on the mineral magnesium. It's involved in more than 300 different enzyme reactions in your body that regulate things and keep us alive and kicking. Everything from the proteins for muscles and nerve functioning to glucose control to blood pressure regulation. It's involved in your energy production, your ATP production. You know, if you don't have enough magnesium, we can't make energy in the cell. And since fatigue is the number one symptom people complain about, we have to consider it. If your cells are lacking enough magnesium, you just can't power the generator that's going to produce the energy to help you show up for life. You're just going to want to sit and not, and do the least amount possible. You're kind of in sur- survival mode without any spark to get you going. It also regulates development of bone. It's required for your DNA just to keep things reproducing in your body. And the antioxidant, the master antioxidant glutathione that helps prevent disease, even cancer. Magnesium is so important. It's going to transport all the minerals across the cell membrane. So nerve conduction, muscle contraction, heart rhythm. So you can see anything twitchy, tense, anything tight or constricted, fatigue, any of those things, we have to think magnesium. Even though whole foods are really high in magnesium, up to two-thirds of people in the Western world do not meet magnesium requirements with diet alone. And this is based on level one evidence. It doesn't get any higher. That is the best level of evidence research supports. And the use of magnesium in the prevention and treatment of many wide-ranging common health complaints include migraine headaches, metabolic syndrome, which, you know, what do we have, 80, 90% of us that have that, diabetes, hyperlipidemia, cholesterol, triglycerides, Asthma, premenstrual syndrome, preeclampsia, probably the number one treatment for that. Various cardiac arrhythmias. For those of us around when toxic shock syndrome, uh, a fatal bacterial infection that affected young women, when that hit the news, it was discovered that magnesium deficiency was part of the condition that made it fatal. Magnesium is really considered as the prevention for a lot of kidney stones and even cataract formation, according to um, a, a comprehensive review by Gary 
Schwarfenberg in the Journal of Scientifica. Huge review. And that was all the level one evidence. Okay, so if two out of three people are deficient, how much magnesium do you need? Well, it depends on your age, your stage in life. If you're a man or a woman, a lot depends. It's also controlled by your kidneys. Typically, the kidneys are going to lose a little bit every day, about 100 milligram. More if you're on a ketogenic diet, a low-carb diet. And that just makes you flush out a lot of electrolytes, potassium, magnesium, sodium. So people on the keto diet tend to get muscle cramps due to potassium and magnesium losses, especially in the summer when they may be perspiring a lot and if they're not eating a lot of veggies. But for most adults, average of all adults just following a typical diet, we need about 400 milligrams a day. Best sources are going to be your green leafy vegetables because at the center of greens is the chlorophyll molecule and it is made up in the center is magnesium. So a half a cup of spinach is going to have about 80 milligram of your magnesium that you need. But also legumes are going to be high in it. Nuts and seeds, for example, pumpkin seed or chia seed, a couple tablespoons are going to have between 100 and 150 milligrams. Whole grains are going to be modest sources, 30 to 50 milligrams per serving. Also something to keep in mind, there is quite a bit of research out there that has recorded a 5 to 40% decline in magnesium from the 1930s to 1980. So, you know, even if our intake is great, our levels could be iffy at best. So if you or your doctor are concerned about your magnesium levels, test. Test your levels. The best test is going to be the red blood cell magnesium test. You know, the... It's it's kind of hard to test magnesium because most is kept inside the cells. 50% is stored in the bone. Less than 1% is going to be in the serum. So if they're just drawing serum, it's going to be really hard to see what your levels are. But red blood cell magnesium is better. Still, we're working on getting it the better, but red blood cell is going to be a much uh, more effective way of looking at your magnesium levels. So... People at risk of magnesium deficiency. You know, in fact, most Americans, two out of three, are deficient. There are some people that are going to be at greater risk. Anybody with a GI problem, gastrointestinal problem, and and that's most Americans. You know, just about everybody has a gut issue. You know, we're talking leaky gut. We're talking lactose intolerance. I mean, it doesn't have to be Crohn's or celiac or anything like that. Just if you got digestive upsets. Also, magne- or vitamin D deficiency. Anything lower than 60, you have to have D to move magnesium around. And then low magnesium <clears throat> impairs the absorption of your D and parathyroid function. So it's kind of, you know, it's just downward spiral. And like I said, people uh, that are in ketosis, um, they're going to be more at risk. 
older adults, and we're all getting older, and people with hypertension and cardiovascular disease. In a a big study, it's called the NHANES, it results, um, there were like 44 different trials that suggested there was a blood pressure lowering effect by taking a magnesium supplement. And I have seen that time and time again. Then you have the big nurses study that women with higher magnesium had a 77% lower risk of sudden cardiac death and a lower risk of ischemic heart disease. Also, people with higher magnesium levels had increased exercise tolerance and a 35% reduction in the propensity to clot um, inappropriately. So if you have high blood pressure or cardiovascular disease, you might want to think about having your magnesium levels tested and getting the red blood cell magnesium is going to be the best. Okay, another group is going to be people with magnesium. People with type 2 They excrete more and they take in less, but magnesium deficiency is common in both type 1 and type 2, and magnesium depletion increases with insulin resistance and metabolic syndrome. So that's a lot of us, you know? Osteoporosis. So, you know, we think calcium and vitamin D. That's like so 1970s. It drives me crazy. What did we do before pills? We got it from food. So the best is to try to mimic food composition, having as many nutrients as possible that we know play into bone density. That's why I love Bone Maximizer. It's got it all, even K2. Um, People with migraine headaches. Magnesium deficiency is common in people who experience migraine headaches. They have lower levels of magnesium. Big review found 300 milligrams at least once a day, better twice a day, alone or in combination with meds, could prevent migraines. American Academy of Neurology and American Headache Society both concluded magnesium therapy is, quote, probably effective, unquote, for migraine prevention. And there again, I've seen that time and time again. There are some interactions with meds. We've got to be a little careful. So if somebody is on uh, bis- bisphosphonates, which is for bone density, bone, you know, maximizing like Fosamax, got to be careful. Uh, antibiotics, make sure you take them six hours apart. Diuretics, check with your pharmacist. Proton pump inhibitors, one of the biggest side effects of those or those drugs that turn down your stomach acid is low magnesium. In fact, they interfere with every mineral that's absorbed in an acid pH. That is your calcium and that is your magnesium. Something else to keep in mind, high doses of zinc, which I think is kind of significant now because a lot of people have been taking high doses of zinc since the beginning of COVID. That can really interfere with your magnesium. So watch out if you've been taking a lot of zinc. Um, So let me just give you a list of magnesium benefits or even therapeutic. So for constipation, stimulates peristalsis, eases muscle pain. Like I said, twitchy, tense, anything tight. It also promotes calmness. 
uh, prevents headaches. We just talked about that. Balances electrolytes. So if you find your you, your toes cramp up or you wake up with tense muscles or if you got to stretch a lot in the morning, you might want to think magnesium. Also promotes sleep. So many take it at bedtime. And I find that my aura ring tells me that I get better deep sleep when I have uh, adequate magnesium. Also, of course, it improves your mag- your energy levels. We, like we talked about, it really is important for that ATP. So should you take a magnesium supplement? And if so, there are so many kinds. What should I choose? Okay, so here's a list. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of them here. Um, and I also have a list at the shop if you have any questions. But magnesium, three and eight. Think that for the brain. It has so much research for all sorts of brain benefits, helping to manage depression, anxiety, hyperactivity, dementia, and age-related memory loss. Of course, a lot more research is needed, but in animal studies, we've found restoration of function has been demonstrated in aging neurons. Second one, most popular, is magnesium glycinate or bisglycinate. Well-absorbed, all the benefits, and it doesn't hit the gut like others. So, you know, the other ones are all good if you've got a little trouble with constipation, but if you don't, glycinate's the one for you. Um, Easily absorbed, still has all the calming and mood-improving benefits. Number three, magnesium malate, that uh, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. The malate um, has includes malic acid, which comes from apples, and that has really been very good for people that are having problems with symptoms of fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome. Magnesium oxide, not my favorite. It's very primitive. Uh, Body doesn't absorb it well, doesn't raise magnesium levels, but it's cheap. Um, Another one, magnesium orotate. Really, a lot of research suggests it promotes heart health. Um, As such, a lot of people that are competitive athletes love it or people with heart disease um, may find benefit with it. You have another one, magnesium chloride. Usually it's used as a spray. Magnesium sulfate, it's like Epsom salts. Good to promote relaxation, sleep, help eliminate toxins. Add a little bit of lavender oil, and you got a really wonderful sleep routine. Uh, Another one, magnesium taurate. um, Has taurine, the amino acid taurine, that and magnesium, shown to help regulate blood sugar, blood pressure, may be important in cardiovascular health. Then you have magnesium citrate. Um, Great for easing constipation, well-absorbed, also a lot of mood benefiting like anxiety, uh, depression, may be very helpful there. And finally, magnesium lactate. Gentler on the digestive system. Uh, You need a little bit higher dose, but boy, it's really well-absorbed. So, That's been another edition of Today's Nutrition that we just focus on topics that are so important for our health, vitality, and longevity. You can see without magnesium, we have none of these. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen to this or other recordings at debford.com or any place you listen to podcasts. Have a spectacular day. And remember, once again, Eat your veggies. They're a great source of magnesium.